Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to the Cyber Law Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Pollack, partner and cybersecurity attorney at Whiteford, Taylor, and Preston. Glad to have you back. Keep those questions, comments, discussion points coming. Call me at uh, 410-917-5189 or email me at spollock, that's P as in Paul, O-L-L-O-C-K, at WTPlaw.com. So another interesting week in cybersecurity, cyber privacy, and today we were going to talk about a recent Supreme Court decision impacting the future of data breach litigation. Specifically, we're going to talk about TransUnion versus Ramirez. And why this case is important is because the majority of the court came down and said that plaintiffs have to prove damages and have to have damages to have standing in these kinds of cases. This involved the FCRA, but it's also applicable to data breaches. So what the court really was saying is that you have to have demonstrable damages. Damages can't be just so speculative. So if you think about what happens in a data breach in terms of identity theft or potential identity theft, information such as your social security, driver's license, bank account, credit card, that gets out into the wild. And plaintiff attorneys and plaintiffs have been arguing that that should constitute standing to bring these lawsuits, these class action lawsuits, even if there's no actual harm or damage done yet. Because the argument they make is that it could create harm in the future, and it could create identity theft. Well, the problem with that argument is that there's so many things that could occur between now and then, it's too speculative. Damages in the court of law cannot be speculative. They need to be objective. You know, that's what we tell juries. Damages have to be objective. We can't just guess. This is not just about guesswork. Right? It has to be based on something. Now, I understand, though, the plaintiff's point about identity theft could come in the future and damages could come. The problem is, once again, it's just too speculative. It's too much guessing. And there's too many intervening causes that could occur between now and this hypothetical event down the road. Now, don't get me wrong. If you do have identity theft and you did actually suffer damage from a data breach, then you should have standing. And you should have standing to bring a lawsuit if you can prove that the damage came from that data breach and that particular company was not following the protocols, procedures, policies in place or the applicable standards or laws. That makes sense. It's the same thing as if you're in an auto accident and you get injured and the injury and the damage came from that auto accident, you should get compensated. But similar, if we're talking about the same accident and you're not injured, but you want to claim, well, down the road, I might be injured. That just doesn't work. It caused way too much speculation. So the court limited potential victims, potential plaintiffs from bringing suit in federal court, but it doesn't limit it in state court. So that's where things get a little bit more sticky. Because once again, we don't have that federal law and that federal oversight. So in states like California and now Colorado, with their privacy laws in different states bringing these new privacy laws, people can bring lawsuits without proving damages. So that's going to put a huge burden on companies, and companies need to be aware of that, and companies need to start enacting these pr uh, pr processes, procedures, and protocols 
you know, get legally compliant. Because if not, you're going to be facing these lawsuits where people don't have to prove that they were actually injured. They can just say there was a data breach and involved their information and now get paid for it. So the more companies can get ahead of that is the better prepared they're going to be. So short one today, but we'll be back in a week with uh, some more interesting topics. we got some good speakers coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, everybody have a safe, happy, and um, wonderful July 4th. And keep those questions, obviously comments coming. 410-917-5189. Email me, spollock at, at wtplaw.com. And we'll see you on the next one.